Hello, and welcome to The Spiel of Time, a spoiler-free podcast discussing Robert Jordan's fantasy epic series, The Wheel of Time. Each episode, Chris, a first-time reader, and Tom, a series veteran, read one or two chapters and sit down to examine them a little deeper. Yeah, there's loads why of knights. Cloaks, why cloaks aren't knights? No. They're like the opposite of No, they're practically... They've got, like, a suit of armour and they've got... Um... The suit of armour doesn't make you a knight. Oh, what does it make you, then? Armour man. <laughs> armour man. Cool boy. <laughs> a knight is about protecting the weak. Oh, a knight is about going to bed. <laughs> or going to work, in our case. I'm about knight. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Ah... <laughs> <sighs> No, the white ghost is definitely not knight. Yeah, but they got a vibe, though. What vibe? Like a knight vibe. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Just because someone wears armour, they're not a knight. Well, what's your definition of a knight? It's about what you do, not what you look like. Well, well, well yeah, well, what's, what do knights do? Protecting the weak and sort of upholding justice. I feel like that's what the white... Wait, well, you disagree with the white ghost, but I feel like that's what they think they are. Yeah, but the difference between what you think you're doing and what you're actually doing. What have we seen them do so far? The upholding their justice. Their justice. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's always your own justice you're upholding. Is it? I'm not going to go around like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, obviously, because I'm not like. Oh, is it the justice of the land? Yeah, but the, at some point that has to be your own justice. Otherwise, you wouldn't uphold it. No, but that's that, I think that's part of being a knight is you uphold justice. In sort of, regardless of what your own feelings are. Okay. Whatever. Just this is a the concept. white cloaks are knights. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. Land, uh, land's a kind of knight, isn't like it? The white cloaks are sort of armored bullies. Yeah, knights. Knights, <laughs> <laughs> man. Land, land's a knight. Knight type. I mean, I, I'd, I'd say. He, Argue it. Embodies knightly qualities, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So more on the white cloaks, anyway. Yeah. Um, so maybe do white like cloaks sympathize. So you're not a fan of me creating a theme tune to the tune of Green Sleeves, then? <laughs> Is no. what we're getting to? Because it's not. No, because it's not medieval. Yeah, but it's got a vibe, though, hasn't it? it? Sends the wrong message. We've got a vibe. What a medieval vibe. Yeah. A lot of fantasy novels have got a medieval vibe. Exactly. Horses and shit. The horses don't mean medieval. <laughs> What? Horses equal medieval. Look how angry you are. No, but horses instead of cars equals medieval. Yeah. I disagree strongly. (laughs) Well, what's what's your definition of medieval? Medieval is like a specific time period in history. Whereas yeah, but this is funny. I know it's a. Don't treat me like a fucking moron. I know, <laughs> Stop being a moron. No, I know medieval is a specific time in history, but fantasy doesn't exist. So if I can relate it to a specific time in history, I would relate it to the medieval times. Okay. Done. Because there's night. Again, what does Greensleeves have to do with it? Because it was a song from the medieval times. But we're not a medieval podcast. 
We can make it as upbeat as we I literally just explained the medieval connection. Yeah, so what fucking fantasy song should I fucking write my my theme tune lyrics to? It just has to be. It's a song that I've just fucking made up. Our podcast. Who do you think I am? (laughs) Who do you think I am? I'm not fucking John Williams over here. I ain't even on keyboard. I I expect a little bit more than a rip of green sleeves. What what would you expect? uh, Who do you think singing it? (laughs) I'm still waiting for you to bring some out of this podcast, really. (laughs) This this podcast wouldn't exist without me. I mean, that's true, but... Like <laughs> yeah, that is true. Thank you, thank you, thank you for, for finally acknowledging. <laughs> no. Just, just a bit more effort. A bit more effort. Bit more Look, effort. I am reading this book so medieval, one more fucking time. slowly to how I want to read it. You'll appreciate it at the end. I'm sure I will, but you know, it is such a slow slog. <laughs> Getting Whoa, don't say book. slug. No. Don't say slug. That's, no, like, that's it, a trigger word in this community. <laughs> oh, I can't said, tell you why. I've acci- yeah, no, I've accidentally said some, some kind of racist <laughs> no, no. phrase in like, a, like, oh, you can't call a trollic a slog, they'll hate that. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, but... We'll get into the slog. But it's not a slog. The, the, the reading is not a slog, but reading one chapter a week... <laughs> <laughs> it's just giving you time to appreciate the writing. Yeah, but like this chapter we're going to do this week, for example, is like. I thought it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, is it? Should we say what chapter we're doing? Um, no, we'll just quickly t- say something else instead. We shall say that um, our more um, consistent listeners, our. Five, our five legions, or six. Our legions of fans. <laughs> our legions yeah, yeah, yeah. of fans. We we are shifting to a, a two week release schedule, aren't we? Yes. Um, due to personal circumstances. <laughs> yeah, personal circumstances being um, working full time, having a family, and yeah. me being massively unorganised. <laughs> 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 and just at least if everybody's so, so expecting this, it every is, two is weeks, contributing to your. Dislike of the glacial pace. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, when when was the last one we did? It was like two weeks ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, probably it, it will contribute um, for sure. But um, but yeah, just I guess for our, you know we have a, what, ten regular listeners, but two of them are us. Put a number. On. <laughs> it's hundreds. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess just if you, at least people are expecting it every two weeks. They know it'll be every two weeks. Yeah, rather than sort of be inconsistently weekly. Yes. It can be consistently two weeks. Yes, yeah, yeah that's the plan. Um, but yeah, let's get into the podcast proper, I guess. Yeah, so we're looking at chapter 24, Flight Down the Arrow Yeah. Can we get a quick summary, please? Uh, yeah, you can, yeah. So, this I've genuinely written this <laughs> written this down, pointless. it felt like a good idea at the time. Oh god, it's another dream sequence. Rand on boat with Matt and Tom. Hashtag boat life. Rand gets a bit wild. Matt has a secret and someone holds a grudge. These summaries are <laughs> shorter and shorter. Well, this is like, this is a testament to how shit the chapter is. Is this, is this the first time I've had a hashtag in, in the summary? Yeah, it's the first hashtag. Feel free to use it on Twitter <laughs> when, when you, po- <laughs> when you post on, when I was spilling time, Twitter. <laughs> you can <laughs> 
Hashtag bought life. It does I mean, hey, that feels like an episode title. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm glad I've said that because that would make it easier when I come to name the title later. <laughs> we start off in your favourite, your most favourite type of start. What? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a blooming dream sequence. It's isn't a it? dream sequence. Yeah. How long did it take you to recognise it was a dream sequence? Um. Uh, Probably there were stone bridges and railless ramps everywhere. Yeah, because it starts with like a lot of water, doesn't it? Yeah, that makes sense. We're on a boat. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's only really you get one sentence and then you're like, uh, "This ain't right." <laughs> um, I mean, although to be fair, I guess it's you don't know who you're with at this point. No, I think I suggested the fact it was. Uh, did we talk about this? We did. Yes, we did. Well, I mean. I don't know if we did, but I... Because the last episode was the drunk, e- drunk episode, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a very uh, drunk episode. I haven't edited it yet, so I'm not sure if we did <laughs> necessarily did talk about the chapter symbol. But it is a harp. Yes. So um, we know who we're with. Yes, that was what I was going to say. I, I definitely have some notes about the chapter symbol, but w- what we said in that podcast I am unsure of. Um, yes, so we were expecting to be around Matt and Tom based on the chapter symbol... Uh, so fairly early on, it felt like it was a dream. Um, I mean, I've just—it's just weird, and it? it's just a dream. It's—it's it's normal. It's hard to describe. There's loads of mazes, and it's sort of un, unreal architecture, isn't it, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we get the impression that it's a maze. Yeah, like an MC Escher kind of painting. I feel yes, like the eternal. Eternal staircase or whatever. Yeah, staircases and bridges and nothing seems to lead where you think it yeah. leads. And... Yeah, that's it. Everything was illusion. It's... Have you got any interesting points to pull out? Or... Um, I'll tell you what, I've got a question mark here. It says, he knew the illusion. I have this exact same point underlined. Too, yeah. Um, and I, that's, I've, that's all I've underlined and then the question mark. But yeah, He knew the illusion. He had followed it too many times not to. Know. Yes. What you get from that then? I think, I think, he's had this before, or at least he's having like a deja vu about it. Okay. Um, I've confused myself because there's something a little bit further on that I think can directly connects in the dream, but this isn't, this isn't that bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, probably just an element of deja vu, like he, he's had this, or at least he feels like he's had this dream before. Did we clarify one about Randy as well? Uh, I don't think we did, but we are. So, 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 so Randy feels like he knows the illusion. Yes, yes. Um, and then I think, we, yeah, that was the main, the main unusual element. It's sort of like dream business, I guess. And it seems like he's trying to evade the Alzheimer. Mm. I think her emotions caught his eye. Um, uh, yeah, I guess this is what Watcher could have seen him underlined. Um. Which Watchers got mentioned a couple of times during is it Shadal or Goth? Yes, yeah. Um and they kind of they're not good, but they kinda of get mentioned a lot. The watchers, yeah. Yeah, watchers. Like you get the vibe that they're not good, but it's not like that it's not clear. Like the watchers at least in Shadal or Goth, which is sort of the first time they get mentioned and he sort of mentioned that he could feel them weren't they were watching him, they weren't watching him like had a sense of them all of the time, like you but they felt like they were a Shadal or Goth. Yes. Um 
not well, well not couldn't like phenomenon. Yes. Like it was specific to them. But to be in this dream with Balsamon and have watchers there feels like a connection. Potentially. Yeah. I don't really know what it means as such, but watchers were introduced in Shadalog often then they've been introduced in this dream yeah. as well. So it's just it's like a constant feeling he has, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean I guess if I wanted to like absolutely just bullshit for a second. It could be like um, somebody like has like a like a like a, not literally this, but like a crystal ball type thing, and like when he's being sort of tracked or watched on this this, however you know whatever method it is, then he feels like he's being watched. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like a sixth sense for him, potentially, um, and it kind of ties in with this because. Kind of ties with Shadalog off, actually, if you think, because people were looking for him and there's a magic in the world and somebody might have been tracking him. Well, yeah, he knows that there's people looking for him constantly. Yes, it? and the people but people might have been specifically tracking him somehow. Like, we've already seen in a good way that Moraine tracks him with the coin. Um, So, maybe when he's feeling like he's being watched, he is actually being watched but it's not necessarily an immediate threat yeah it's and not just sort of one party following is it no he's got multiple interested parties yeah. and then in this dream he's being chased and followed and trying to be found and he's feeling like he's being watched so like is there something going on there also I suppose it's interesting that um, well for me anyway my first time reading that Bowsman it's the first time he feels like he doesn't know where he is mm. do you get that impression yeah like he's he, he's not in control Yes. Like so, you have your first absolute shit show of a dream where nothing makes sense, um, and just just feels like it was um, <clears throat> maybe a fever dream or yeah. just everything that's happened to Rand sort of coming out in a dream. Then you have the other dream in Berlon, which feels like it was controlled by Balsamon. Yeah, he's very much in control. Of that world, yes, uh, where and this one has both Rand and Balsamon in it, but. Neither of them seem to be in control of it. Yeah, you get the sort of impression from Rand that he's expecting to be caught almost. Mm. But, but again, the fact that Balsman's not in control yeah. is a sort of departure from what we know already. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've had three dreams. One we can immediately discount, and then this goes against the last one we had. Yes. Um, and what I've got a note here saying that he, um, he was wondering about Matt, about Matt being somewhere in this maze... Um, or are the two mazes, two Balsamons and all the rest of it. Yeah, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Um, so I think we sort of get to it a little bit towards the end and I'll cover it then. I don't think Matt is having this same dream. I don't think Matt is in this same dream, sorry. Okay. But he might be having the same dream. Or is it similar. Because when it comes to Balsamon in dreams, um, Rand saw one rat get killed. But there was several rats that were found in real life. So, are you thinking that Randy is that there's multiple Battlesmen? Or is it sort of like he can spread himself across? I think, yeah, I think he is in multiple dreams. Okay. Like, the, the the one original one. I don't think there's multiple ones, no. But I think it's separate dreams that he's in. Okay. Um, otherwise, there'd be more than one dead rat. No, there'd be less. There'd be one dead rat all, yes. all in. Sorry. Confused myself. Um, so either way he seems to be evading Balsamon doesn't he 
so. Yeah, he seems to be doing pretty successfully of it. That's it. It seems like he's done this before. He keeps saying that he knows this. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's relating it back to Berlon as well. Uh, was this like Berlon or was it only a nightmare? Only a dream like other men's dreams? Um, yeah, so it seems to be some sort of separation on sort of quote-unquote normal dreams. Yes. And, and whatever. Whatever this is. Yeah. Um... But I've got this underlined. I'm not even 100% I'm sure what it means. It feels like... It, so it's, I'll say what the line is. It says, he knew why it was dangerous to think and what it was dangerous to think about. And I think and that we, I think that's relating to the is it a dream or like other men's dreams line. Okay. Um, let me just have a look in. So I suppose why would it be dangerous to think? Yeah, why? Why is it dangerous to think it was a dream? I guess I, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, and then, and then, like again, we'll get to it probably in a little bit more detail. But this feels like it informs his decision that when Balzaman catches up with him, he then shouts at him that it's a dream. It, 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 but I don't know why he know. Like that, it felt like it was worth mentioning, but I have no idea where this sort of concept idea from Randers come from or really what it's trying to say at this point but it, it feels like this connects to the to his out okay does that make sense yeah um but yeah I don't, I don't understand it but it feels like yeah he just says it's dangerous to think too much yeah I suppose it depends on what you want to read into that doesn't it yeah I, I mean, I'd like to say I don't really know what it means but um he seems about sort of Blissfully ignorant, almost like he, he's yeah. not trying to look too deeply. You know, it's all, but it's almost like it's almost like the threat. The way that's worded, it's almost like the threat is to think it's a dream. Okay, right. That's what it feels like. The threat, the threat is thinking it's a dream, and not real life. I guess. However, his way out of this dream, or like at least away from like the immediate presence of Balzamon, is to shout. This is a dream, and it seems to, like fuck some shit up. Yeah, we get that later on, don't we? Yeah. yeah. So that it doesn't sort of tie in, but I can. It's the only thing that makes sense as to like. It's the only thing that sort of connects to why he would shout that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really got much to say about it. I just it just connects. Just worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. Basically, I've skipped a load of st- load of dream stuff because again, it's it's hard to stay focused in these dream <clears> sections, <throat> isn't it? Because it is, it's very all over the place. Yeah, but basically, the next thing I've got is that fawn pieces his finger. Yeah, I by the way, ever since I was a child, I have struggled with like the th sound and the f sound, and the I make some like the, th- you know, like thorns, like thorns. I always say fawns. I think that's sort of a. Northern well, thing, yeah, it's it's a Northern England thing, isn't mm. it? We, but I try. I I've been trying for like maybe five years to be better at it, but I still sometimes mix it up. So like, especially when it's a, a phrase like a, a thorn pierced his finger. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do it the other way on, so I'll be like a thorn pierced his finger. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just a bit of an idiot, but that's if you ever hear that, it's because I'm an idiot. So it's because we're Northern England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's the next thing I've got is that a thorn pierced his finger, um, which I've only really underlined because it's relevant a little bit later on. Yeah, we get it's, it's enough of a sort of 
stab from this stone that he's got a flow of blood, isn't it? So it's not. Yeah. It's not a small pinprick. No. Um, and then I think the next thing I've got is that the pathway he's on is covered in human skulls. Yeah, it's a bit of a. It's a bit of a moment, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, there's so an element. He's walking on smooth stones. He thinks, doesn't he? It does. Yeah. But at the same time, I think if you're in some sort of weird dream world with mazes and fucking the dark one chasing you, like I'm not 100% surprised that it's made of skulls. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Half of the cost. That's his aesthetic, I think, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> like, that's, his, that's, a, that's his whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a goth. <laughs> goth dark one. Goth dark one. He's got his big platform boots He's got on. He's cuter skulls everywhere. <laughs> yeah. A goblet. Incense burners. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so then he decides to try and get out of the maze by turning right. That's well, following. Advice. Yeah, it's good advice, isn't it? Turn yeah. the same way every time. Yes. Uh, well, it's good advice until he finds himself For some reason. It's another one of these moments, isn't it, where I think we've had a couple of them so far where it's like the sort of. Enemy, if you want to call them, is sort of su- as surprised as yeah, it happened are. with the Trollocs, didn't it? Did, it, didn't it? it yeah. On the up and down the hills, I think. No, a little bit up and down the hills, but more in Shadal Logoth. Yes, yes. We had the Halfman as well, didn't we? Yeah, sort of like oh, <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> we get another one of those moments. Yeah. Um, for some reason, <laughs> I wish I was better at writing notes because <laughs> at, at the first opening in the Wall of Thorns, he turned right, then right again at the next, and found himself face to face with Battlezamon. And just next to that, I've written metaphor. I don't know what I, <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that. I know I know what a metaphor is. But I don't know what element of that I'm thinking is suggesting something else. Which part exactly was it? Face to face with Balzman. Well, the whole sentence of underline is at the first opening in the Wall of Thorns, he turned right, then right again at the next and found himself face to face with Balzman. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're on about there. No. He's a better note. Me. <laughs> um, yeah, you get some better notes, you're right. Yep, yeah, don't know what it means. So Ran says, light help me. Yeah. Um... Well, Barzon suggests that he's his. Yes, as, as his as he does. Um, and yeah, he said, but he doesn't remember what it means when. Uh, sorry, when Rand says like help me, he doesn't remember that it's a phrase, a common phrase, or he doesn't remember what the light is, or but any or something that he's used like quite a lot. He's suddenly not too clever on. The only reason I'm drilling into light help me is because you had theories on that last time, didn't you? Did I? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, had a, you had a bit of a tangent on sort of when he needs things to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, yes. Are you saying light yeah, help about, me? about the, the, the use of the power. Yeah. 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 I guess it might be. Well, it is kind of like a little prayer, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's sort of, again, light is sort of synonymous with God in this yes. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you explained that to me, by the way, because I had no idea what you were <laughs> you were suggesting. Um, so the light will not help you, boy, and the eye of the world will not serve you. You are my hound, and if you will not course at my command, I will strangle you with the corpse of the great serpent. Yeah. So, what do you think of that line? Um, so obviously, Balzaman thinks he's stronger than the light. Unpick that first bit. The light yeah. will not help you. Yeah. Uh, the eye of the world will not serve you. We get a book title drop. <laughs> oh yeah, 
He said the thing. He said, he said the thing. Um, I don't. Do we know what the eye of the world is at this point? Has it, it been explained? Do you? I don't think I do. No, I <laughs> like I, I, I'm so unaware that this book is called The Eye of the World that I didn't <laughs> yeah. even recognise it was the title in that sentence. So yeah, the eye of the world will not serve you. I sort of when I think I, when I read that, I just assumed it was the wheel. Okay. I just read it as like the wheel of time, like the weaving the weaving wheel. But um, I don't think it is. I just think I've just misattributed it. Um, which feels like. <gasps> A watcher. The eye of the world could be some kind of watcher. Yeah, it's definitely an eye mentioned. Yeah, yeah um, but I don't really know. Um, and then obviously... I will strangle you with the corpse of the Grey Serpent. See, that reminds me of... And I would have no idea of this if I hadn't played God of War, but it, <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Norse mythology. Okay. The big, um, the big snake. The big, you know... Have we heard a mention of the Great Serpent yet? I don't think we have. So we both got our books in our hand here. Can mm-hmm. I have a look at the front cover of your? No, oh, yeah, hello. Oh, uh, yeah. Hello, big snake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I looking think, at my book, by the way. I think not in my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, big snake. <laughs> One of my least popular child lines. <laughs> well, why are you saying hello, big snake that's to not, people? That's not going too many people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> have we heard mention of the Great Serpent? Outside of our personal lives, have we heard mention of the Great Serpent? No, I don't think we have, no. Okay. But yeah, I just just look at the front page of the book, that's on the front cover. Mm-hmm. What can you see on there? Um, well, there's a big, big old snake, isn't there? He's sucking himself off. <laughs> There's no need for that, is there? I think <laughs> eating it sort of eating its own tail or is is the correct way of putting it. Not sucking itself off, you reprobate. Oh my god. <laughs> this whole book's about an autofellatio in snake. <laughs> That's the only reason why I'm reading it. <laughs> when do we get to the perfect place? <laughs> um, yeah, but he's like a figure of eight, isn't he? And he's like linked into the the wheel. So what sort of image are you getting from that one? What sort of meaning? Well, he's connected to the wheel. And also, and oh, strangle and, you with the corpse of the great serpent. So he's going to f- fuck the wheel up. He's going to... F- so... Right, so I think I've mentioned before that I think that time runs on a fucking loop. Yeah, you've mentioned and like, that, yeah. yeah, like people like re thingy, but the, 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 there's always the same players, but they're not always in the same place. It seems to be sort of a core belief in this world, doesn't it? Yeah. Sort of, yeah. So the snake is uh, sucking itself off in an infinity symbol. Okay. So that suggests that it's sort of going to keep going like on and on. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, and the wheel is circular. So it's going to keep coming back, back round to the sort of same points eventually. But if the the snake's dead, that means that the wheel won't keep going on and on. Okay. Based on this picture and your uh, very clever leading questions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe. I've told you before you can't trust me. So he's looking to kill the snake, okay. which should stop time. Like. You know what I mean? Just fucking kill everyone, I think. So, killing the snake stops time. <laughs> Not stops time, but, like, stops... I guess, maybe... 
So if the snake, it, based on the picture, the snake is the infinite, infinity symbol. So he makes means it'll go on forever. So if you kill the snake, that means it's you fucking you're, you're on your last run of it. Okay, so does that cycle? Yes, you're not. Okay. You, you, there's no. There's no more. You're like Mario <laughs> in the nest. You've got, <laughs> you got no lives left. The snake's gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. This is when we got into Rand shouting, This is a dream. Yeah. Yeah, you get to sort of. Different- a dream! Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, that <laughs> doesn't ha- that, Yeah, that doesn't happen in the audiobook, but I've shouted it in the in the way that she shouts Manetherin. <laughs> There is exclamation marks after it. This yeah, I mean, it feels he's, like he's shouting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it says he shouts yeah. it. I'm just saying he was. It doesn't scare the shit out of me in the audiobook like my left <laughs> And we get sort of a weird mirror scene. Yeah. Um, so he found himself staring at the reflection of his own face, pale and shivering in the knife edge, cold. Balzaman's image grew behind his, staring at him. Not seeing, but staring still. In every mirror, the flames of Balzaman's face raged behind him. Enveloping, consuming, merging. He wanted to scream, but his throat was frozen. There was only one face in those endless mirrors. His own face. But Alzmon's face. One face. Yeah, quite ominous, that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, we've not had... I mean, we've not had many chapters from other people so far, but we also haven't had anybody else's dreams described. No. So, I'm glad I remembered. I'm glad I knew I was going with this because I've written something and I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" But I'm like, I'm with it, right? <laughs> so, I think other people's dreams are different. Okay. I think Balzman's rocking up and fucking shit up, but I don't think they're all having the same dreams. Okay. Um, clearly, they all had a similar dream at the same time, or at least, sorry, Randon Perrin. Had a similar dream at the yeah. same time. I'm not sure that Matt's necessarily explained as such. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I think the suggestion is he's had the same dream, but it's never quite confirmed. Not quite as much as Perrin is. No, they don't talk about it as much no. as they maybe should. Um. So like, they, I think they're all getting like getting the shit fucked up by Balzwan, but I don't think they're having the same dream. And by thinking that. I think Rand is the one he's actually looking for. Okay. Because, as we know, Rand's our boy. Rand's our boy. <laughs> We've got that. Uh, and it just... The fact that he's sort of been described as a pet to the Dark One, but you're saying he's a hound, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then this bit where he sort of turns into... So we've got. So you're thinking that Rand is the target... Yes, I think so. I think I do think there was a chance it was one of the three or all three, but I think we're not having seen anybody else's dreams. It feels like runs our boy and sadly, but Alzamon's boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, after the we get Rand wake yeah. yeah. wakes up, doesn't he? Right, does he wake up? How is he awoken? <laughs> Rand jerked and opened his eyes. Goodness me. His eyes should be a tight attack. Well, he saw snakes looking at himself. Control yourself, Rand. You're in a fight against the dark one here. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so he wakes up and he realizes on the spray, uh, which is <laughs> again jerks are working spread everywhere. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a serious business, Chris. <laughs> and um, what I was thinking, he put something in his mouth. <laughs> But it was his finger. <laughs> it was his finger. Bear in mind all the gutter. <laughs> Goodness. It wasn't a serpent. Um, and it had blood on it. Yeah, so we get another sort of example of dream injury being real injury. Yes. Um, yeah. And then, we, and then, I mean, this whole next section feels like a lot of hashtag boat life. It is hashtag boat life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't have too much. I mean, they're... Trying to make haste, but the wind's fucking their shit up. Yeah, Dorman's sort of in a hurry in his crew arm. Yes, he sort of seems to rule uh, his ship um, with fear, I guess, and harsh words. Yes, quite he's, strong. He's sort of like a. He's an old fashioned captain, isn't he? Yeah. Sounds a bit like he's, he's very much do this or I'll, I'll beat you. Yeah, well, do this or the fucking Trollocs will eat you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Trollocs famous for eating people's heads. So. <laughs> yeah. He, bring, uh, he brings their swords and axes out to hang on the mast, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, this is what's going to happen. Um, I think the main thing I've got so far is that Tom Merrillon stays clear of the crew when they begin whispering together and thro- frowning. They usually were slapping back, backs and telling jokes and exchanging banter in a way that put a grin on even the hardest working man. Tom watched those secretive mutters of a wary eye while appearing to be absorbed in uh, lighting his long-stemmed pipe or turning his harp or almost tuning his harp to apologise or almost anything except paying any mind at all to the crew. I just like that you put an X... You, you were going about your TH sounds there mm. and F sounds. And yeah. You, you just said throwing. You, yeah, I do. You put a TH instead. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Yeah, you've added a TH instead of an F. Yeah. Which is the entire opposite problem. Yeah, because... <laughs> Because I can't differentiate. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm looking for that. I know it's oh, it's an F. I'm, See, I I'm use s- it as like a short, like I'll say three instead of three. No, so yeah, you put the th instead of an F. Yeah, are you, like, so yeah, you. Yeah. That's what I used to be like. I used to be three instead of three, and now I'm like for the last couple of years, I've been trying to make a conscious effort to do the th properly. So you've overcorrected. I'm overcorrected, <laughs> and now every F sound, I'm like. <laughs> Frowning. No, it's just interesting. But yeah, so sorry, back on topic. Yeah, Tom seems to be sort of managing the situation, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got an eye on it, hasn't he? Um, it just feels like classic Tom, just, you know, being a secret of a little shit, not telling anybody what's what. And, I mean, he's uh, trying to keep the peace, isn't he? I mean, is he? He's not He's not getting involved. It seems he's trying to... He's, them... he's trying to keep peace with himself. He's trying to keep morale, surely. Not that element, yeah, yeah, but what I mean is when when they start muttering and murmuring, he's pissing off, he's nowhere near. I suppose he doesn't he, want to add to the he's not, um, sort of discontent, is he? He, doesn't, he could take away from the discontent. Yeah, but I suppose if you've got a group of miserable people, what's your odds of cheering them up? Whereas you've got a bunch of people who are sort of already halfway there, you can sort of cheer mm. them up, can you? I think he just I'd, knows the lost cause in the future. I disagree. Okay, okay. I think he's being suspicious. Okay. Again. I'm just playing devil's Classic Tom being <laughs> suspicious. Um, looking out for number one. I think he's just, he, I think he's just wary, isn't he? He doesn't, well, I think it's a lot further on that we get this, but he's worried about a mutiny, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He but, knows that if, there, if, if a mutiny comes to pass, 
then passengers won't be left alive uh, as witnesses. I think you've got something else going on, mate. Well, you're going to have to elaborate here because this is all theory. Yeah, it, it remains a theory. Going yeah. <laughs> with But, but he's, he's always, like, I mean, I've, we know I hate Tom. <laughs> I don't know you hate Tom. No, like I that. always hate. I've always hate. I know you've been suspicious of Tom, but hate. Hate's a strong yeah, word. Yeah, hate him. Hate him. Why do you hate him? Because he's suspicious. <laughs> so you just hate his suspicious. So why is he suspicious? Because he's like. It, he sort of tries to pass everything off, off as like self serving. And even with regards to like this keeping his distance because there might be a mutiny. But it, it just. It always feels like there's something else at play. In the matter, like, why the fuck is he even going to table on? So we're at the root of the problem, are we? Like, yeah. So what again? Why is he on this yet? I suppose now, like, I, this... I kind of get why he's there now because he's in, he's in the fucking mix of it now. They were like, they were all running away. He's not just going to like fucking fuck random Matt off now because of so the... I suppose it's literally just him, random Matt now. Yeah. So, so if it's sort of, if you wonder if there's anything to be gained, he's lost any of that leverage, surely. He's just with these two boys now, and he still seems to be looking after them. Seems to be. I don't know. It just doesn't. It just doesn't feel right, man. Well, that's that's totally fair. Just doesn't feel right. Like, why is like like I say like it, it, I just know that in the in in past episodes you've said that you think he's trying to sort of get an in to Tavalon. Yeah. Yeah. So why is he going to Tavalon? So I suppose now that Moraine's not here, mm. does he still have that? Yeah. And if that was his angle. Because Moraine's looking going to look for the boys. Okay. So you think he's... Because she said Moraine, Moraine said she'd find them. Okay. So he's still with his best chance of getting back with Moraine and then getting into Tarvalon. So this is still all just a, a sort of long game for Tom? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He could have left at any point. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, and whilst he always seems to have a reason that's self-serving as to why he's going to do something like, well, yeah, I'll leave Bell on with you because I'd want to be known as the geezer that was with you, so... Uh, yeah, well, I go to Tavalon so I can play a show for the fucking Aes Sedai or whatever the fuck his <laughs> original reason was. It just seems flimsy. Okay. Doesn't seem enough to put himself in peril, what, six times now? Something like that? I suppose his, his, his motivation's still unclear, isn't it? Yeah. So, there's something else going on with him. But I don't know what. It seems fair, yeah. It's totally fair. Yeah? Good. Good. I'd just like to put across a sort of potential. Well, don't because you're wrong. Yes, so anyhow, next bit we've got Florin Gelb. Yes, so if we remember Gelb, he was the uh, man who was stood on. Yeah. Yeah. Got a lovely name, like. Florin Gelb. Yeah. I'd argue he's got a nice first name. Yeah, actually, as I was saying it, I was, looking at it, I was like, well, Florin is nice, but Gelb. Gelb reminds me, I don't know, it's like phlegm. It's like, it's <laughs> it's like a weird look. Yeah, it's kind of like, just like a stupid person, like, oh, Amy is Gelb. Gelb. <laughs> it's a Gelb. Florin is a lovely <laughs> Gelb. Um, he's trying to turn everybody against um, our boys. Our boys, yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't have much, much luck, does he? No, because everyone hates him. Because he... It feels like everyone hated him before this. Yeah, it feels like they were waiting for an excuse to, <laughs> to, to like go full uh, non-communication with him. Yes. Um, but um, 
Well, I've got here, this is perhaps the third <laughs> the third character from this book that I've described as such. But he's uh, he's a bit of a worm tongue type. <laughs> <laughs> And the long tradition of worm tongue types, but yeah, he's he's sort of trying to influence the crew, isn't he? Yeah, he's sort of he's sort of like a sniveling. Coward. <laughs> oh, we've, we've got another sniveling coward. Well, he is like this guy is a sniveling coward. I feel to be fair, um, who sort of has the ear, well, is trying to have the ear of people in a position of like potential influence to get his way. Like, that's the worm tongue well, type. He, he's sort of already been told he's off the boat, hasn't he? Yeah. So he, he's trying to sort of get in some sort of standing. If I think he's banking on a mutiny, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's his hope, yeah. Yes. So he's just trying to stir that pot. Yeah. But like, it, 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 there's definitely like a worm tongue element, I feel. I sp- again, I suppose worm tongue was doing it to people of power, though, wasn't he? Whereas Gelb's just trying to save himself by talking to anyone, just, anyone who will yeah, listen. You're probably right. I've also got down that he's a, he's a bit of a golem type. <laughs> as well. We <laughs> get off these Lord of the Rings references. Yeah, but you can't deny that this is influenced by... I think, he, I, th- I think he's just trying to save himself, isn't he? And again, no one's listening. Yeah. I mean, there's a pigtailed man. Yeah, I think <laughs> pigtail is such a weird way to say it. Yeah, like he's got one pigtail. Like to me, a pigtail's like you have two, and the either side of your head. Yeah, and if you've got one, it's a ponytail. Yeah, unless yeah, it's I'm, I'm uh, conf- is it just one pigtail I'm, sticking out the side of his one? Head? The, one out the side of it. I, I would li- literally have this down as a conversation yeah. I have with you about the discussion of a pigtail. <laughs> his hair in a pigtail. Yeah, yeah. Um, Curly, maybe? Just a side ponytail. <laughs> so maybe. what is this guy who's got a side ponytail? I mentioned this guy more than more than I need to. In, in Like, the, the guy I'm about to mention here. But have you seen The Mask? The Mask, yeah. Yeah, I mention this guy all the time. This one guy in The Mask. One of the bad guys. One I of the, I about. He's, the, he's sort of the, the main underling. I guess so, yeah. yeah of, like the, the, of the bad guy. Yeah, he's he's like fully bald, except for a ponytail. Yeah. Like, kind of feels like this guy's just got... The guys who can't let it go. That, yeah, yeah, bald, yeah, he's bald, yeah. And they've just got a ponytail. Yeah, he, he, and I, I mentioned this guy as probably at least once a week. From, <laughs> a week? from the 96-ish film, The Mask. Yeah. <laughs> it, it blows my mind that he's bald with a ponytail. I think that's a common thing, though, isn't it? Is it? Guys who just had a ponytail and then just refuse to acknowledge that they're getting bald, then they just keep the ponytail. Well, then shave everything else. Yeah, I mean that's obvious, isn't it? It's but mad, man. They just—we uh, all cling on to youth in our own ways. And he had a strong ponytail. It felt like he shaved his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a ponytail that just shaved the rest. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like he could have a full head, um, but he's going for the old bald ponytail vibe. A power move. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could have full hair, but. but I could have this instead. Anyway, sorry. sorry. So yeah, this man with one pigtail and a small blue star tattooed on his cheek. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to do a quick Google search earlier of uh, <laughs> what blue star tattoos meant um, in case it was like some real life. Um... I think stars are quite common, aren't they? Yeah, it's like a, like a count. Because, like, but uh, you know, like in like prison, like a tear tattoos meant mean you've killed someone and yeah. all that, like. But I think probably a blue star. I have, like I said, I haven't didn't end up doing the search in the end. But it's pretty sailor, isn't it? I was going to yeah. say it feels nautical, yeah. doesn't it? Just to indicate that he is a sailor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
So Gellop would basically get told to go screw himself, and that's it, really. He spat on Gellop's foot. <laughs> yeah, look at that. It's, very, it's the only place he's spat yeah, in there, yeah. I think. Um, Gellop, obviously, he's just trying to do some... And we get told that that's the politest response mm. he got. Yeah. So um, nobody likes Gellop. No. Despite his fancy. And he's, then he starts getting a bit quiet, doesn't he? And every time he looks... At Rand, Matt, and Tom, murder flashed across his long nosed face. Yeah, and it seems like there's no above loss between him and Matt, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and then I think we're on to the bit you mentioned a little earlier about the mutiny. Potential mutiny. Tom we, starts. We, we've, got a little, we've got a little bit before that where Matt's very distrustful. Yeah. He spent a lot of time brooding since Shadal or Gothrand things. Yes. I actually have a note about this, but I haven't spotted this bit. I have a note a little bit later on about Matt's behaviour, um, but I hadn't associated it with this. Um, so he's very distrustful, isn't he? He is. Um, now I'm wondering if my Gollum question mark was relating to Matt and not ah. and not um, Wormtongue, what was it called? Gelb. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, I guess we'll come, to, yeah, so he is being quite distrustful. Yeah. Uh, I sort of leave it at that, I guess, until yeah, a little yeah. bit later on. Um, and then we get onto the mutiny, don't we? Yeah, Tom sort of essentially saying we need to watch our backs and shit because they're not going to keep passengers if shit goes down. Yeah, they'll, they'll essentially be killed, won't they? Paraphrase that, that's not Tom's actual Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, it's not Tom's actual words on the matter. Best game still not going to murder us. <laughs> Because shit goes down, boys. Yeah, so he's sort of trying to, he's sort of trying to sort of turn the mind over their tent, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and that plays right into their sort of disguise. Story. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this is very much hashtag boat life. It's what the, it's what we're doing on the boat. <laughs> yes, again, more boat stuff. Um, and Matt gets annoyed that he has to actually learn the shit and um, Tom's like, I don't know how to play it, teaching boy. I either teach a thing or I don't. Now, even a country bumpkin ought to be able to do a simple handstand. Up you go. <laughs> Again, I, I disagree with that logic. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know if I could do a handstand. No, what does being a bumpkin have to do with doing handstands? Yeah. It's not like essential farm skills, is it? No. Handstands. And just like, well, just, I mean, I guess it's in the name, but is it literally just standing on your hands? Well, or could you walk with it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that is a movement, or is it just st- still? Do you know what I mean? Is it a balancing act? I mean, a handstand is sort of the beginner level, I imagine. And yeah, and then you walk into the All right, okay. And what's uh, expert? Running. Hey, mate, if you were walking down a dark I'd street. I'd be fucking terrified. Oh, yeah, if somebody started running. As soon running, as I said it, I got you on the rads. As soon as I said it, I got scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, my. I am quite scared of that, actually. <laughs> Sounds like, like it is nightmare fuel, that, it isn't is, it? Yeah. <laughs> I just scared myself. Like a voice from below you, yeah, as well, because that's where the red is. Like, <laughs> give me a moment. <laughs> yeah. Hey! Kid! <laughs> and then just like a slapping hand on the bed. <laughs> you hear that coming at you? <laughs> Yeah, I'd be terrified. <laughs> yeah, <me>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Keep getting sidetracked today. <laughs> Move on from the terrifying <laughs> image. Matt running about on his hands. Um, 
Rand's looking at the shore, hoping to see one of the gang. Yeah, we get another mention that he's he's still not happy that they left him behind, is he? No. He's, he's very he's like, We're going pretty slow, they might catch up. <laughs> um and then we get a load of like world building, is what I've called it. Yes, that's exactly what I've called it as well, <laughs> world building. So we, Yes boy! Yeah, we We are <laughs> fucking synergy today. <laughs> we get one specific sort of world sort of landmark. Um, oh, well, I mean, I'd say we have two specifically. We get one that we see, don't we? Oh, I would say we have two we see. Well, what do we see? We see a big fucking bunch of statues. Where do we see them? Um, in the middle of the first day, the Aranel ran between high bluffs that stretched a half mile on either side. For that whole length of the stone had been cut into figures, men and women, a hundred feet tall, with crowns proclaiming them kings and queens. I suppose, yes. Yeah, That's I, a pretty I, big fucking feature, sir. I've just, <laughs> I've just zeroed in on these sort of unnatural. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we get, but then there's the Tower of but, Metal. Yes, the Tower of Metal. Um, so I have got here that it feels like a magic tower. <laughs> a magic tower. <laughs> yeah. So we've both read to our, um, you know, eternal shame. The Terry Goodkind. Series of. I hate admitting this. <laughs> We were young. We were, we, young. Were, we were foolish. We were very young and foolish. Um, and I was uh, swayed into it by uh, Mr. Tom. <laughs> I was like 15 and I thought this was the best thing ever. Uh, and I was about uh, 42. And <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but t- to, to be fair, Tom did introduce me to this series and that is all his fault. For my sins, I did. Yeah. Uh, but that, and also Abercrombie as well. Um, Are but, you going to mention Gokhan Abercrombie in the same sentence? But because it feels like it's a trope okay. that there's okay, like okay. a mysterious. As long as we mention that, that in, in terms of quality, mm. the world's about. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, it um, feels like there's a mysterious tower in that nobody seems to know the use of in yeah, that's in right. both Goodkind and Abercrombie's stories that eventually turns out to be a bit of a um, main feature to solving everything. Uh, so you think this is the main feature? This is some sort of oh wow! Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally using your words. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, but in those, like, in those books, they're main features, oh, okay. aren't they? Like, at least in the first good kind one, I think. Is it? I've intentionally blocked this from. Yeah, mind. no, I can't remember myself. In one of the good kind ones, with big, big, big bad Zedekas Zulzaranda rocks up in <laughs> underneath. It's Wizard's Tower, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, and at least I think it becomes a part, part of the... Uh, just by the way, Tom's just told me to stop tapping on the table. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on the banging. Um, that um, it's a finale, isn't it? it it's that the, the finale of the original trilogy for I Abercrombie that the tower is relevant, I think. I suppose. So, <laughs> like, is this so it's had- a prediction? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay. I, well, I guess it. I guess it means something. Okay. It's it's hard to say, as I say all the time. It's hard to say when there's fifteen books where it's going to fucking be relevant. Whether it, it, I, well, it just is it relevant? Is yeah, the prediction? Yes. I wouldn't like to say this is the finale of the fifteenth book that would come back to this magical tower that was yeah, <laughs> mentioned yeah. in book one and it solves everything. However, I think there'll be something else at play with regards to it. So, metal tower important. Yes. I suppose we do get a lot of stuff mentioned here, though, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, so you've got that 
again, I mean, similar to Abercrombie, like the 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 rock in this hundred feet high of kings and queens and all the rest of it. That's that's like the high street, I guess. In again, going back to Lord of the Rings, that's another. Yes, sort of... yeah. Yes, definitely. Probably more so because it's water-based yeah. features as well, isn't it? Um, and then we hear about some fellas uh, on a place called the Tremalki. We're saying that yeah, to, yeah, your, to your like. Um, the Sea Forks Isles, there'd be a stone hand 50 feet high sticking out of a hill, clutching a crystal sphere as big as this vessel. There'd be treasure under that hill if there'd be treasure anywhere. But the island people were no part of digging there, and the sea folk care for naught but sailing their ships and searching for the Koromua, their chosen one. So, again, a lot of shit, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's another one of those, here's some information with no context, um, deal with it. I feel like, uh, you know, all of this is going to come back at some point. All of this? I feel like the Koromua, their chosen one, Okay. that feels like that's going to come up at some point. Just so put a pin in the sea fork, yeah. Put a pin in them, yeah. Um, and Matt's on about trying to dig for the treasure there, yeah. Matt's very treasure focused, yeah. Again, yes, again. Um, we find out what else we find Tanchico, yeah, part of the um, port on the Arith Ocean, uh, where they're built in the Age of Legends. A wall with a frieze showing animals no man living has ever seen. So Rand, I, Rand sort of dismisses that, doesn't he? And says anyone can draw draw some animals. Yeah, what I was going to ask is, what's a frieze? A frieze, I believe it's sort of a large picture. All right, okay. it's sort of a large painting. It's sort of suggested in the context of yes. how it's used, but I wasn't sure. And I was going to Google it, and then I just keep forgetting. Just very forgetful for Googling today. Um, yeah, and then but then there's actual bones there as well, isn't there? Yeah, you get sort of a museum feel, don't you? Like it's, yeah. It says they're all uh, fastened together. Yeah, like, like an animal was yeah. when it was alive, yeah. Yeah. And then we hear about a fellow called Arthur Hawkwing. Yeah. Um, let me see. They said the breaking left a thousand wonders behind and there's been half a dozen empires or more since some rivaling Arthur Hawkwings. Everyone leaving things to see and find. So yeah, like so that ties in with your sort of museum yeah. stuff. And some of these things are light sticks and a razor lace and heart stone. Um, a crystal lattice covering an island and it hums when the moon is up. A mountain hollowed into a ball and in its centre a silver spike a hundred spans high and anyone who comes within a mile of it dies. Rusted ruins and broken bits and things found on the bottom of the sea. Things not even the oldest books know the meaning of. So lots of, again, there's lots of shit we don't know what's going on. Yeah. What I will say about this is of those sort of three specific descriptions of the the random thing, the mountain hollowed into a ball and in its centre a silver spike a hundred spans high and any who comes within a mile of it dies feels like potentially, depending on which way sort of power comes I guess, is either like an oil well that's like sucking something up or like an antenna that's sort of Channeling something from a high, okay, just pulling something down potentially. Um, and then the reason that people would die is because, like, in my head, it'd be like a power channeling type thing. And if you get too close to the power, it's just gonna fuck your shit up, as in the power as we know it from this book, yeah, okay, yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's sort of like like maybe like a focused version, like a way to focus it big time. Yeah, so again, it's a lot of world building, isn't it? But I suppose which of these things will be relevant or remains to be seen. Yeah. Um kind of feel like with what we've sort of know so far, like all of it will be relevant at some point. <laughs> okay. But um but yeah, the, the only thing I can really speculate on or what has a, a specific sort of feel to me is the big giant spike in a valley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a ball with a spike in the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a mountain that's turned into a ball, but yeah, it's essentially a valley, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting nonetheless, though. Mm. Very interesting. I suppose it's all sort of old things that aren't understood, isn't it? This sort, yeah. this sort of section is all ancient things that nobody knows the meaning for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then, sort of, Captain Doorman suggests that they'll never go home, and Randy gets a bit upset about that. Yeah, he sort of says that, I can't remember where the words exactly, but it's sort of, if you ever do go home, it, it'll it be too small to contain you, or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Essentially saying you'll see so much of the world that you won't want to go home. Yeah. Anymore. Or at least if you do go home, you it's not going to be what you imagined it was yeah. going to be now after you've changed so much um, yeah and then uh, is it Matt gets a bit funny about the treasure yeah again Matt with his treasure I bet he just doesn't want anybody else going after the treasure yeah. Um, yeah, and how he didn't seem to realise he'd spoken aloud he's muttering under his breath isn't he? Mm. Um, and then we get a little bit of what I've been waiting for after our, I think our conversation last time about the yeah, effects I'm, of I'm the power. Just run with this bit. See what you see. What you've got to say. I mean, so Rand is on top of the sails. Seems to be completely unaware of how he got there. Yeah. And he starts just being a bit of a dick up, up there, <laughs> letting letting his hands go, trying to balance and all the rest of it. Doesn't he? Yeah, he's sort of balanced on the on the sort of the crossbar of the mast, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's laughing as the wind's blowing in his face, and he's just generally being a little bit deranged. Um. And I think that this ties in with my belief that he used the power to pull the boom um, over the tr- onto the trolloc when they first got onto the boat. Okay. Um, so in what way does this relate? Because we found out that when you use the power... That's right, yeah? Yeah. The one the power. power? Yeah. Um, the true source one power. I do this all the time. Yeah, true source, <laughs> true source <laughs> one power. One of these different what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, he uses the one power... You, when you use the one power, you have a side effect that Marin explained to Nynaeve, which can be like sort of a fever or like a sickness or like a crazy, um, like like a moment of madness, I guess. And it won't last very long, but but that's that's the side effects of having used the power. Okay. Um, and this kind of feels like. The side effect from having used the power. So if we're working on the assumption that... So you're saying Rand used the power to influence the boon, was it? The boom. Okay. And so this is a reaction. A reaction to having used the power, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, of course, I think because on my last chat, I think I was suggesting that the power... The fact that Perrin was in bed all day after the dream in Bailon... I was suggesting that that was a use that that he'd used the power at some point before that, but I'm unaware of when he 
might have used the power. Okay. So the, the, then there was an element that it could have been from the dream because then Perrin was sick in bed and then Rand went into Baelor and started some white cloaks. Yeah, he sort of... Which again sort of ties in with the doing something crazy after having used the power. So I'm not sure if being these little magic dreams use the power as well and that's what the reactions to because on both occasions at least with Perrin and Rand so you're saying no sorry on both occasions with Rand sorry because we've only had one occasion with Perrin he's had a dream he's done something crazy and in this one he's had he sort of I think he's probably moved the boom but then he has also had a dream and then done something crazy sort of thing so I'm unsure whether the dreams are magic or not so whether it's sort of power usage or a dream thing yeah. Right, okay. I, I do, based on Gelb's reaction to the, the, being adamant that the boom was tied up, I think it was more likely the boom. However, he has had a dream on both so, occasions before he went fucking so wild. So it's your opinion that we've had a power usage on the boom? Yes. Right. But you're unsure whether the reaction is to that or the dream? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm following. Um, uh, and then Tom comes up to get him down. Yeah, <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Lad, if you're trying to break your fool neck, don't do it by falling on me. <laughs> um, and we get that everyone thinks he's going mad. Yeah. Everyone's been shouting him, but he's just not been listening to them. I mean... A bit if, of a trance, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you're, what, like 50 feet in the air, balanced on a, a, a mast crossbar, mm. just wobbling about, I think, you, I think people would think you're mad. Yeah, I would agree. Um he eventually sort of agrees to come down upon realising everyone's staring at him. And he sort of goes down in the most show-offy way possible. Yeah, this always... This reminds me of, uh, you know, on the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah. Fred Flintstone slides, <laughs> slides down the tail. Yeah. Yeah. I just get that sort of vibe where he, he sort of, like, slides down a rope and there's a little flip at the end. Of yeah, the absolutely. And we, I didn't have that image, but I can absolutely yeah. see it. Um. And I think mean, that's it, really, isn't it? For the for for in terms of being up in the mast. Yeah, we can, for the time being. I think he mentions. He sort of looks up, doesn't he? I'm not sure who this is now. Or yeah, I think a little bit later on, he, he's like, "Fucking hell, I was up there, was I?" <laughs> he's like, "Wow, that is high." Yeah, yeah, and he's sort of he's shocked that that's where he'd been. Yes. Which again ties in with my think that it was like either a little bit of temporary madness as a, a an effect of channeling. Um. But when he gets down, yeah, we all get another reveal. We we'll get a f- fucking a justification for this bad boy. I think. <laughs> but I mean, um, basically, Matt has got a curved dagger with a gold scabbard worked in strange symbols. Um, a ruby dagger, essentially. Yeah. Um, and he got it from. The place that I've forgotten the name of. <laughs> <laughs> Shadal Yeah, there we go. <laughs> he got it from Shadal Yeah, so we've got a curved dagger with a gold scabbard worth in strange symbols. Fine gold wire wrapped the hilt, which was capped by a ruby as big as Rand's thumbnail. Yeah, and you're going to say that other bit? And the Quillians were golden scaled serpents bearing their fangs. Mm. So, absolutely called it. Matt's a fucking idiot. Taking shit. Yeah, you, from, did, you did say you said he was, that Matt had taken something. And that he was absolutely Jurassic Park 3 vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where the kid took the Velociraptor eggs. We did, we, back in the Shadalogos chapter, 
Mm. We, we we did get it mentioned, but it was very very brief. Was it? Yes. We get the um when sort of Mordeth started showing his true self. Yeah. We get that all the boys grabbed their weapons mm. and we get that Rand had the sword, Perrin had the axe and Matt grabbed the dagger. And we hadn't had a mention at any point up till then that Matt had the dagger. dagger. Oh, interesting. Um, all right. Pretty, pretty. So it's very subtle. Really it is, subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mentioned. Yeah. But, I'd, I mean, it's probably, I've probably watched too many films to, to have got the vibe then. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, up like, on the it's, like, it's, it's it's totally sort of understandable that Matt might have a dagger. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I've got Gollum written again here. He's very sort of Gollum behaviour, isn't he? Yeah, he his eyes are a faraway look. He's 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 distrusting. Yeah, um, he's um, sort of blames Rand and Perrin for the fact that he got it, and he makes Rand promise not to tell anybody. They might try to steal it. Yeah. So he's a bit paranoid, isn't he? Well, very paranoid. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, because then Rand suggests that they can sell it for enough to travel to Tavalon like kings, and Matt said after a minute, we have to think about it, so it's like, it feels like it pains him a little bit. Now, if we have to, so he doesn't really want to, and just don't tell anybody until I say so, so still keep it a secret. Just before we brush past it and I forget, yeah. this is also another mini-viewing. Ah, mate! I swear to God, you do this to me all the time. You think I'm an absolute fucking moron. I'm not going to mention shit. I have to do research, boy. <laughs> I thought you'd be so proud of yourself that you'd have mentioned it immediately. No, but I've, I've got other shit going on. <laughs> well, go on, go on, take it away. Take no, it away. Uh, it's a min viewing. Yeah, job's good. And guess that's all we wanted from that then. Yeah, so it's it's something that she's seen with Matt. That, yes. um A ruby dagger. A ruby dagger. Um. Yes, I'm so annoyed with you right now. <laughs> you need to, you need to get in there because I'm worried about we're gonna forget it. Yeah, well, so we, you need to just dive in. If we forget it, we forget it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you'd be so hype about it, you'd have said it immediately. No, because I got other shit going on, man. <laughs> got a golem vibe. Golem vibe. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it was a min viewing. I guess it proves that she's kind of got a view of the future. I guess it's like an indicator towards that. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to it. A prophecy. Yeah. Um. And. Have I I thrown you right? Yeah, I'm so angry. I had like a script in my head. I was just worried you were going to miss it. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. What can I say? You know, it's not the most perceptive. So. Oh my god. So no, not only have you took my thunder, you know, <laughs> insulting me on top of this. You right. didn't even notice that Martin grabbed the dagger, man. <laughs> <why. laughs> that one sentence, I swear to God. <laughs> Look, uh, alive. <laughs> Look alive. Look <laughs> alive. So Matt's edgy. Um, he says they can't trust anybody. Yeah, and I think Rand asks him about dreams. Yes. Um, but he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> what is it he says? Hang on. Have you had any more dreams? And Matt goes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Which, <may>, yes. Because <laughs> <That, that, laughs> if it was no, you'd yeah. be like, nope. <laughs> Rand's like, what do you mean, maybe? Um, and he goes, 
alright alright I have don't want to talk about it I don't even want to think about it it doesn't do any good that's pretty much it because um, Tom comes back he's, he's less than pleased isn't he yeah but he's managed to convince the captain he's not crazy and he's learning to do some tumbling or shit um, and then Rand's shocked that, about how high he was which was yeah he looks up his knees like ah I was up there yeah yes um, and then yeah they basically just decide they basically just agree they're going to go to Tarvalon I think there's some suggestion that they can go tumbling in Ilian and some other shit and Rand's like no we are going to Tarvalon um, and then right at the end he has a little moment of little moment of uh, self reflection where he's like what is happening to me get me to Tarvalon quick yeah so he, he sort of Again, for his dislike of the eyes of that, he's very keen on getting the Favalon, isn't he? Yes. Um, and that's that chapter. It is, yeah. So, let's we talk about the next chapter's symbol. Straight in the chapter symbol, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, unless you've got something else. No, no. I'm good with that, yeah. Oh, oh. So, the chapter symbol, what have we got? Um, it's some leaves. Some leaves? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, some leaves. We've seen it before in The Wisdom. Okay. Um, the episode, the chapter is called the Traveling People, so it feels like it's going to be about some traveling people. <laughs> <laughs> Very astute. <laughs> so it feels like Nine is probably going to rock up since sort of the the only other time that the leaf has appeared is in the Wisdom chapter, which is when Nine Eve rocked up. Um, but potentially it's going to cover like Perrin and Egwene. And Nynaeve, Moraine, and Lan. Um, so sort of our non-hashtag water life crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to not live in the boat life. <laughs> yeah, like, like so like that, or is it Lonely Island song, Boats and Whores? <laughs> yeah. Random matter, boats, these are the whores. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And we're straight in the incel podcast again. <laughs> straight in. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> it's taking me this long to build up to this. Yeah, because we're going to get cancelled. Yeah. Yeah, no more podcasts. I don't know if we even started. <laughs> we even started even to get cancelled. Um, yeah, so that's what it feels like that's going to be about. But I mean, you've said nothing, but... Travelling people. Traveling people. So what sort, of, what sort of feelings do you get from travelling people? That it's going to be Nani, Varen, and Lan, and Perrin, and Aguin. Oh, so they are the travelling people. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, they're okay. the travelling people, yeah. Okay. Yes, because... So that is referring to our crew, sort of. Yeah, our, our boys! Our, our boys and girls. No, boys is gender new. Well, lads, do you consider lads to be gender neutral? Of course I don't. Guys? Guys more so. More, but not... You're not happy with it, are you? I'm not necessarily not happy with it, no. Okay. <laughs> so the travelling people is just referring to our non boat crew. Yeah. Okay. And you, you get ninety vibes. Yeah, because yeah, some yeah, because the wisdom Nine just rocked up in Bearlon, didn't she? That was it. That was yeah, that yeah. chapter. She got there, and there was some min, bit of min in it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. I mean, based on the chapter, the chapter. It's not, it's not giving much away, is it? So. I mean, the. Yeah, it feels like Nine involved, and people are traveling, and I've only got that because. The symbols come before from the <laughs> chapter called The Wisdom <laughs> and the title is called The Travelling People. So, 
<laughs> we'll find out next time, isn't it? I mean, and let's be completely honest, I can see that the first line is Bella. Says the very first word of the chapter Whoa, says... Oh, you're supposed to be covering this up? says Bella, so I know that, <laughs> that Aunt Gwyn and Perrin are rocking up. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Um, but yeah, that's it. Good stuff, good call stuff. It, call it a day? Call it a day. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Spiel of Time. You can share any thoughts or questions with us at spiel underscore time on Twitter. We also have an email, spieloftimepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for more Wheel of Time.